lessons It's up to you and me To shine a guiding light and lead the way United by our cause We have the power to pursue what we believe We'll achieve the realization of our dreams Hello and welcome to New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. Today we feature dog guides. Recently, Blind Citizens Australia held one of its happy hour conversations focusing on dog guides. We were joined by Ryan Jones, who's a guide dog mobility instructor with Guide Dogs New South Wales and the ACT, and it was a question and answer session. We bring you some extracts from that session today. The first question centred around how do dogs understand what's going on and deal with the current coronavirus situation? Some of us um, are able to handle these situations more upbeat and more resilient um, than what others are. There's more sensitive dogs and and they just um, have more of a sense that something's wrong and that things aren't aren't normal per se so yes i definitely think that dogs are reacting differently depending on the type of dog some of those bulletproof dogs that you've got um no difference and i suppose it depends i think a lot of that is they feed off us as people and that that's that's true all the time not just now in this time they feed off our energy every single day i think i'm finding at the moment he seems to be coming especially towards the evening, a bit more boisterous. Because we're not doing the usual routine, going into shopping centres to the supermarket like we used to, and we're only doing walks about twice a day on average and that kind of thing. So I don't know, what would you say to that? Yeah, look, um, the dog's having more energy. Um, it's, it's not... It's quite common. Um, We're hearing a lot of that response. And I guess what Mm. we're working hard on, and we need to find different ways to give our dog an outlet during this time. And that involves getting quite inventive, I think, Uh, really thinking about what can we do instead of going on that big walk up to the shopping centre, because that takes a lot of... uh, your, your dog is mentally engaged that whole time when it's out doing this work and that's what it's used to doing. So I think it's really important to start thinking about things that we can do within the home or around the home that's going to give that same level of mental stimulation for your dog um, yeah. because it's not as simple as just going and, oh, instead of walking around the block once, I'll go two times um, to give that uh, physical um, exercise. I think we really need to be working our dog's brains because that's what they're used to be doing. The way I look at it, I think um, I, I see this as an opportunity. So for, for all of you out there, I'd really encourage you to think, oh, no, I'm stuck in here. I can't go out and do this and this. Let's flip that and think, what can I do? What are some things that I can really do in this time, which I don't generally have time to do? I mean, I, I look at it from my point of view uh, in the kitchen. Hey, you know what? i got... I can make that thing that's going to take me two days to cook. And so we can look at that with our dogs as well. What can I do that I don't normally have time or energy to be bothered doing? And that is stuff around the home. Um, I'm doing it here. I've got, a, I've got a little Labrador at my feet right now, a little black Labrador. She's staying with me throughout this time and I'm keeping um, her skills up to date. So um, it's keeping me engaged and her. And I'm talking about things like... Um, And for each person, it's different. Uh, For this dog in particular, one thing I'm working on, which I normally probably wouldn't, I'd just be getting the harness on as quick as I can and getting out to do the training walks. This dog, 
I wouldn't say she's got body sensitivity, but she doesn't really enjoy getting that harness on the first time over her head. So all of a sudden, I've got all this time to work on this behavior of getting this dog to put her head into the harness uh, herself willingly which is a fantastic skill for your dog to have. And I'm sure everybody's got something that their dog may not so much struggles with, but maybe not their strength. Maybe for you, it's um, targeting a door. We can target that door. Maybe it's the manners that your dog shows when it's um, going through a door. Is your dog inclined to just try and barge through there in front of you? This is something we can work on, targeting that door, having good door manners, waiting, that impulse control, and then waiting for that cue to get out. Uh, is it um, right shoulder work? Do you find your dog's not getting a bit lazy with that? We can set that up in your living room, an, an obstacle, um, and have the dog working towards a destination. Maybe it's a, you, have, you put a seat there. Working that dog to find that seat, but it's got to get around the coffee table first. Um, or if you've got a driveway, maybe you, you put your bins in the way and it's got to get to the left box if we can get creative and think what can I work on right now that my dog uh, that will that will really help me in the long run as you know this is this is part art part science and I am a firm believer in that this mental stimulation is so important um, yes we need to get them out walking but we all know they're the 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 challenge of the roots at the moment aren't what they usually are. And it's the same with me with this dog. I'm keeping her training, but I'm not taking this dog into the CBD. Um, she's not going up to the shopping centre. She's going with me on what I would call essential travel routes and that she just happens to be with me on. We're walking up around my local area, so it's not all that challenging. So I am got this time to work on these smaller behaviours. I'm working on her uh, obedience and advanced obedience getting proofing things like I have a set of stairs in my apartment block so I am working those stairs and making sure she's hitting those stairs with her front feet every time and not getting lazy with that um, so uh, yes the mental stimulation is so important and and I do encourage you to have a think what is what am I if I'm really honest with myself what is my dog lacking in a little bit here and can I improve that within the home and if we get creative I'm sure you can another thing might be um, teaching your dog a brand new skill uh, I, I have an example of this um, with, with a person that I work with she's been having trouble finding the Kong her dog's Kong so her dog will be, have a go on the and a Kong is another great thing to do in this time as well that's great mental stimulation but she's having trouble finding the Kong um, around on hands and knees always trying to find it for the next time they want to use it so we came up with an idea and again I'm not sure about your local agency who you work with but we're running telepractice sessions so I've run a telepractice session with this client we're teaching this dog a new skill to uh, bring the Kong when asked so it's basically teaching the dog to fetch something so we designed a training program uh, and we're using this platform zoom to do that and we get on there and we talk through the training program and we're working through step by step how can we get that dog to bring the Kong on command go get the Kong so is there something like that within your home that you think, oh, I'd love my dog to be able to do this or this is a bit frustrating. Um, we could improve this within the home and have a chat to your GDMI and I bet they would be more than happy to get on and start a telepractice program with you and say, right, let's work this out and give you those skills that you need to be able to teach that dog. Um, when it comes to um, putting the dog back on duty, 
because mm-hmm. the dog's off duty for quite a bit of time. Yep. How do you get the dog more um, enthusiastic about working again? Because it seems like my dog's on a holiday. Um, so when you're putting the harness on the dog now and getting the dog to go out, are you finding that your dog is less willing? Um, more disinterest when it comes to like traffic control or um, crowds. Um, so okay. it's like she's just turned off. Okay, so I guess um, I think some of this stuff we've been talking about can relate to that. If you can keep her right. mentally engaged throughout this time and, and, and learning new skills, acquiring new skills, practicing old ones, I think you'll find that your dog may keep that mindset on. And hey, Casey, even how about this? Sitting around your house, putting the harness on your dog, as in, hey, we're on duty for a little while, even though we're just sitting around the house. Um, that could be a really positive thing to do as well. So it's not just getting days and days on end without being in the harness. We could spend some time throwing the harness on. Uh, so the dog's, it's on duty, even though it's just sitting around. Um, maybe go and get it to find the seat, find your couch and practice getting your dog in that nice under position and, and keeping it uh, keeping it all in line. Something like that may be of use to you. I, um, I have a guide dog and I normally work full-time in an office situation. I'm now working from home, and I guess I'm doing some of what Ryan's talking about. I have really clear boundaries about work and home. I get up in the morning, get dressed, shower, as if I'm going to work. I take my guide dog for a walk before I actually start my work day. And some of the other things I do, I think it's a, a, a balance for me between keeping her motivated and her skills up to date versus just having fun and play. But I think even in play, you can um, you can challenge them. And one of the things, okay, so I do a, a few things in my breaks during my workday. I do formal obedience and I make that more and more challenging if I can. But I also do play things like um, hide and seek where you you, you do with a child where you make them sit and stay and wait and you hide a toy and then they love to go and find it and you make a big big um, you know ruckus when they found it and bring it back to you and you can get more advanced in terms of your hiding spots and um, my girl loves it. I think once your dog gets back out there and starts doing it again, you might, it's kind of like riding a bike for them. They'll just fall into that same old routine and, and they'll just uh, hopefully pick it up again, but it may need some brushing up again, which means calling your instructor and maybe you want to preempt that and say, look, I'm going to be starting back to this soon. Get your instructor on board to come out and, uh, and, and watch those uh, first, first, first return so we can look at what you need to brush up on. So I'm in Melbourne. Um, I've got I've got a retired guide dog, and I've also got a working guide dog. My working one is three years old. I've only had it just over a year. Um, I'm also working from home, um, and I've taught my dog, my younger one, pointless stuff like handshake and call back because <laughs> yeah. I don't just I just thought it was a good way to bond with her. Right. And it's cute as, but right. <laughs> also my my brother. We're all at home and we all thought it was amazing. Um, I guess it's because my um, we're all at home. My brother's also here from Sydney. Um, so how do I manage the relationships in such a busy house? And we have two guide dogs, one retired, one that's just very boisterous. 
Recall is probably the number one thing you should be teaching your dog. For me, I think that's any people with their pet dogs, anybody who says, oh, what can I teach my dog? Recall, recall, recall. Recall. Um, and it's not um, that difficult to do. Um, if you want to go into detail with it again, talk to your instructor and say, look, I want to strengthen my dog's recall during this time. And you can practice that in the house. It's a perfect place to start getting it strengthened before you start taking it out yep. to the wider wider areas. So the virus, uh, and this is the advice we've got from our vet, um, and this is the current uh, and the best we've got. The, the, virus, the virus, as as we know, it lasts longer on surfaces that are smooth and on porous like glass and plastics and it doesn't last very long on surfaces that are fibrous and porous so you think about your dog's coat it's fibrous and it's porous so it's not gonna but it's too early for scientists to know whether it's gonna survive or how long it can survive on a dog's coat so it's a bit of a we don't know because there's no science behind it so to sit here and entertain an answer would be very very difficult i just wanted to mention in the supermarket the other day they had sanitary wipes for, that were veterinary approved. So vet approved sanitary wipes for dogs. Um, just like in a similar pack to the um, sanitary wipes you get for the kitchen. It was really interesting to say some of the things you had earlier about um, some of the mental stimulation because I have noticed with my dog if I'm having you know, groceries delivered or something like that, she goes absolutely crazy when the yeah someone's at the door yep. um so i'm just wondering if anyone has any ideas to kind of calm that down a little bit like usually if i get her to sit or i get her to go on bed on her bed once she actually realizes i'm saying to her i want to go on her bed um she does that eventually but i've just i think because it's just been me and her for such a long period of time um she does get a little bit excited when there's someone delivering something at the door but i think you're on the right track doing things like you, you mentioned they're on your bed that's another great thing you can do um, at this time, getting your dog um, on your bed and practice that. Do short sessions throughout the day on your bed, improving it, getting it more reliable and giving that dog something else to do at that time. So when that doorbell does go <gasps> on your bed and if you've strengthened that response um, with enough positive reinforcement, you might find your dog um, really listens in that time. Ryan Jones there hosting the question and answer session on dog guides from a recently held Blind Citizens Australia happy hour. Don't forget those happy hours are happening every day of the week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 11 o'clock and Tuesday and Thursday nights at half past seven with the Saturday night trivia at eight o'clock. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream Of a dream